G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might be pleased to know that planning is well underway for this year's Movement Day. Movement Day is a two-day conference where the stories are being told that encourage church and marketplace collaboration in the proclamation of the gospel in word and deed in the towns and cities of our nation. Well, this year, it's on in Sydney on the 1st and 2nd of May and hosted by the Salvation Army. Ian Shelton leads the ministry called One Heart and is the visionary behind Movement Day in Australia. Ian Shelton, welcome along to 2020. Uh, Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you. Ian, give us a little in a nutshell story of the history of Movement Day because this is gathering momentum not just here in Australia but around the world. Um, very much. Well, I think it's been the um, feeling for probably a generation that more unity is important, uh, uh, and more church unity, that is, than we've currently uh, experienced. And also, there's, along with that, has been the thought that the church should be more active in its community in uh, transformational ministry. Uh, that's gone along steadily in Australia with some successes and perhaps some levelling out. But in recent years, there's been a whole new global, um, I don't know how to say it, uh, interest in this area, and also forward movement, uh, particularly in some areas of the US and England, and no doubt many other countries as well. And uh, I've had the joy of connecting with um, brothers and sisters in those particular places and being very inspired, encouraged, challenged uh, by what God is doing for them and looking forward to seeing more happening in this nation. So uh, we find ourselves now joining with global brothers and sisters and uh, having a little expression here in Australia this May. Ian, what is this idea of unity networks? Uh, What is the way that you're talking about uh, unity as contrasted with the idea of disunity? Uh, As you say, there's something of a movement that's happening at the moment. Uh, People are open to a new level of unity in church life. Uh, Yes, I I believe that. I mean, uh, I think everybody's, every Christian's known about the importance of unity, but there's becoming a greater focus on the importance of unity at a city, town level, where the churches are working or coming together, not just to be together, but actually to work together for the sake of proclaiming the gospel, the good news to their communities, and seeing real change, affecting real change in their community through collaboration and also collaboration with the uh, community leaders, the political leaders, the business leaders, educational leaders, etc., Ian, the idea of a healed church uh, preceding the idea of a healed community or a healed nation, it takes things a little deeper there and it becomes a very spiritual and even a biblical response here that unity that precedes a a unity for the nation. Uh, Yes, I guess we can ask ourselves, how can a wounded, divided, broken church heal a wounded, broken, divided community? And so, yes, one does follow the other. And uh, many of our 
much of our separation is more than just organisational separation, although it certainly is that. It, it, there's actually been a, a deep division uh, going back in some cases for centuries, certainly decades, where people have chosen for whatever reason or feel they aren't able to connect together. And so in a very real way, the reconciliation that we experience individually with Christ also needs to be experienced with our brothers and sisters in all the churches so that the, the, the divisions are healed and we find a new level of love and commitment and uh, reconciliation between one another. And from that sort of a base, we have something to say and communicate to a very broken, wounded society that we live in. I'm impressed by the way that this movement day takes in not just capital cities, but you're interested in regional areas, in country towns, even outback isolated communities. And where there are churches in those communities, sometimes there's a better demonstration of unity there than what you might see in the cities. How do you compare what happens in the cities by way of the growth of these unity movements and what you might be seeing in country towns? Uh, no, that, that's a good assessment, uh, Neil. There's certainly some wonderful things happening in some country towns. Uh, you know, I've just spent the last weekend in Swan Hill and uh, and um, had some meetings with different um, church leaders and people from different churches. And it was just a wonderful weekend. You, you sense the love they have for one another and the love they have for their, their community. Um, also, last year, Inverell was featured, and what a wonderful story of reconciliation uh, came out of that city. So in, in the smaller communities, in some ways it's easier because people know each other and there's not so many churches to, to navigate their unity with. Uh, in the bigger cities, particularly the capitals, it's much more challenging simply because of size. But after saying that, there's some very good moves for unity in most of the capitals, particularly Perth, uh, Adelaide, Hobart, and in some areas and with some groupings in the uh, three eastern uh, mainland uh, uh, capitals, but probably, to be honest, a long way to go. For outsiders looking at the church, and for many of them seeing all of the divisions that come between the denominations, uh, what you're working towards with Movement Day is a unity of those churches to the point where when people look at the church, they see one church. Is that a goal that you have? Um, I hope that they can still see the diversity. Our diversity is our strength, not our weakness. It's not uniformity, but every church denomination has a particular emphasis which should then become a part of their gift to the whole body, and then in turn the body has something more precious to offer its wider community. So I think when the, we would love to think that the wider our city communities, our, our um, towns that we live in, our cities that we live in, can see the church that, in fact, with their diversity, they can love one another, work together, and offer something very precious, that is the good news of Jesus in word and deed, to the wider community. Let's look ahead to the Movement Day gathering, 1st and 2nd of May, uh, and you'll have a whole lot of people coming from different backgrounds. You've got international speakers as well, uh, but there's a lot of stories to be told. Uh, this storytelling opportunity uh, is something that can become the foundation for unity. Is that the way it works? Uh, uh, certainly a real encouragement. Um, it's not a conference with a lot of conference speakers 
per se, although we've got overseas guests that will have a little longer. But we've got many folks from all over Australia and, and actually internationally who will just come and share just little bits of highlights of their story, but not just only the good points, also perhaps some of the challenges. And uh, we've, we're actually going to do one session on what we call pastor pain, knowing that many church leaders in our nation find their job very challenging. And we're going to talk about what it takes to perhaps bring greater healing and togetherness in that area. So, yes, it will be two days of a lot of stories, not just the success stories, but uh, the good, the bad and the ugly, if you like, of how we can do better as a church to communicate to our particular communities. And Ian, how do you relate the perceptions, uh, the perspectives, the feedback that you've received from Christian leaders from city and country churches who've been to last year's Movement Day and whether there's any level of excitement about what can come of this level of unity? Uh, What sort of things do you get by way of uh, that feedback from leaders? I certainly had very good feedback out of last yeah, now, it, it's a small conference, and it's a small beginning. Uh, realistically, I think we need three to five years to gather some sort of momentum. And most of our leaders, in fact, probably all of them who came last year, were very much grassroots leaders. Uh, probably only one or two leaders of um, denominations and no leaders of bigger churches. But this year, there is a change, and I've been communicating visiting many of these leaders around Australia in the last year. And everywhere I go, there's an interest, even an affirmation for it. Uh, and hopefully some will come, and a, and a few are coming, uh, to, to affirm it and to say, we, we too want to be on this journey. So, uh, yes, it's a humble beginning. We've got a long way to go, but at least there's a, there, there is a beginning, and, ha- and it does have some momentum. And we have had some good stories already rise up out of last year's conference. And Ian, there's a biblical foundation here too, isn't there, when we come to Jesus' words in John chapter 17. How important is it to reflect on those calls for uh, the church to be one, to be unified? Um, that's that's very important point you've made, Neil. Um, John 17 uh, is really the basis of how the church should be, and that is reflect the unity that is in the Trinity. And there's a remarkable tr- a unity that three persons are actually one. Uh, and uh, the church, you know, as John Stott, the famous evangelical leader, said, to say that there are many churches is actually to say there are many gods, and that's impossible. So our unity along the lines of John 17 is not just a good idea, it, it is actually the imperative of Scripture. And if the church can humbly work toward that, then I think we have a strong witness um, to the world. Well, I know a lot of listeners will be cheering from the sidelines if they can't get there, but some will try and get on the plane and be in Sydney for this particular gathering. And let me point people to movementday.com.au as to how you can find the details about Movement Day. But it's on the 1st and 2nd of May at the Salvation Army's Sydney Congress Hall at 140 Elizabeth Street in Sydney. Ian Shelton leads the ministry called One Heart and is the visionary behind Movement Day in Australia. That website is movementday.com.au. Ian Shelton, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020.
No, you're very welcome, Neil. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.